Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Kyle Allen, Will Greer, Cam Newton. Who quarterbacks the Carolina Panthers next season? Who coaches Carolina next season? Will Ron Rivera wind up a head coach next season as well? A lot to get to with Kyle Bailey, WFNZ, home and home at radio.com, sports original. We are brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Check them out, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Just a bit, Carrington Harrison from Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City joins us with the latest on Terrell Suggs and the Chiefs acquisition and how in the world is Patrick Mahomes nearly perfect in a blizzard. But first, to the Carolina Panthers and Kyle Bailey joining us from WFNZ in Charlotte, North Carolina, Radio.com affiliate. Kyle, good to talk to you, my friend, Dave Briggs and Ross Tucker. All things Panthers in a minute, but we were talking about Drew Brees the 541 career touchdowns, which prompted the conversation, which record we hold in the highest regard in all of sports. Happy Tuesday to you, sir. And what's your signature record? Oh, the one that I would want above all others. Well, as someone uh, who loves to hit dingers in church league softball, I think I would take the all-time home run record in Major League Baseball. So that that one's kind of easy for me. I got to be honest. Yeah, Kyle, that's kind of the one I went with, too. And I don't even like baseball. I just think it'd be sweet as shit to have the most home runs ever and just walk around with a T-shirt on that said, I hit the most home runs ever. There's something. So one time, Dave, I never told you this, okay? I was not a very good baseball player. I mean, I was like on like um, all-star teams or whatever, but I was not. It was definitely my third of the three sports. Um, and I stopped playing after sixth grade, but after fifth grade, uh, before sixth grade, I was in this all-star tournament and it was one of the few fields we played at where they actually had a fence. They actually had a fence. You know, usually it was just a, a, a field. If you hit a home run, it's because the kid was trying to chase the ball as it just kept rolling in the grass. Right. But we're at this cool tournament all-star tournament, whatever. And I I was not a great hitter. I was a decent pitcher and fielder, but somehow the kid grooved it and I hit it and the ball went over the fence and it was like, I blacked out. (laughs) And I was, I was, I was running around the bases and that was like a, that was like looking back on it, like a top 10 sports moment, like only time in my life, in a real game, I hit a home run over the fence. It was sweet. It was cool as shit. Hey, there's no I, better I, feeling. There's no better feeling in athletics, man. And like uh, you, you said, you didn't like baseball that much, but there's nothing sexier than a home run. And they told us a long time ago, chicks dig the long ball, man. So what? what why, why not, right? Maybe that's why I didn't get many chicks, man. I was a single sitter, dude. <laughs> and maybe that's why I like Pete Rose so much. I think I, too, Ross Tucker, hit one career home run. That's the only one I can remember. One time with that euphoric I feeling. I even remember who it was again. 
Uh, Dave, it was against Topton. It was against the Topton kids. And I remember the one kid being like, that was, an, that was a perfect pitch for you to do that. Like when I was rounding second base, it was awesome. My other question, or my other response, Kyle, is what are those things hanging behind you? Like, where are you right now? And are those, like, are those rugs hanging behind you? I, I need to know about this. Ross, my wife, uh, you, believe it or not, this is the best question you could have possibly asked today. My wife, I just sent her out the door. Uh, she spent the last three years working from home as an economist. Today, she chases her dream as a professional interior designer. She's working for a brand new company, awesome company here in Charlotte. Uh, this is her dream, and today was her first day on the job. So this is her doing. I'm not the interior decorator in this house. I have no idea what these things are, but she says they're stylish and they look pretty, so I'm going to go with that. Got Congratulations it. Right. to your wife. What What's her name? Camille. Camille, best of luck in the new gig. I, I, you know, I think I need more perspective on the rugs on your wall. They, they do look nice, but look, I have zero taste. My wife decorated our entire home. So what Ross and I think is hey, absolutely you know what's crazy mean. about that? You guys want to hear something? We mm -hmm. have almost nothing on any walls in our house. They're just white, plain walls because I'm not into it. I don't give a shit. My wife doesn't really care. And she certainly doesn't care enough to go out and decorate stuff. So you people like, you would be amazed if you came into our house, the amount of just plain white wallage that we have. It's wow. crazy. Wow. Yeah, I think they call love, love. I've, I've learned they call that minimalist. I, I think I could be wrong about that. <laughs> yes, the stylish. Kyle Bailey knows it all about interior decoration as well as the Carolina Panthers. And you guys got a quarterback situation there, unlike just about any other. Start of the season with Cam Newton, then Kyle Allen's rolling, then Kyle Allen's throwing more passes to the opposition than he was to his own and couldn't win a football game. Six straight losses. In comes Will Greer. Have they made up their mind on Kyle Allen? And what was your reaction to the quarterback switch? Uh, and I apologize. Uh, my, my buddy Bo here is trying to work himself into the camera shot. Um, Bo! He, uh, yeah, this is Ross and Dave, buddy. Say hello. Uh, so Bring him yeah, in. No, Bring him in. Yeah, come on, buddy. Yeah, come here. What yeah. is he? What, he, he what kind of dog? Holy shit. That is a big <laughs> dog. He's a good boy. You don't boy. like cleaning right. up the backyard. All right, proceed. All right, so get down. Go lay down. So anyway, uh, yeah, no, it, the thing is, I think it was just time, Dave. Um, you know, the Kyle Allen experiment started off with a bang. They won four straight football games. And, and Kyle played pretty well against, you know, some lower-tier competition. Certainly when he got to play indoors, there's a strong correlation when he was playing in domes versus outside. Um, Kyle Allen still got potential. I still like him. I'd like to see them sign him potentially as a backup here in Carolina at the very least. But you drafted Will Greer in the third round, and I think they see it now as time to figure out what they've got in Will Greer. Uh, he's a local kid, played his high school football at Davidson Day right up the road here. Uh, obviously went to Florida and then finished his career at West Virginia. So he is a well-known commodity. And as a rookie, he's actually a year older than Kyle Allen. So, you know, I think there's been some pressure to get him on the field. The truth is, guys, I, don't, I still don't think they have a, a, a solid idea of where they're going to go with the quarterback position just yet. Ross, you and I talked about this the other day. David Tepper made it clear again last week. Um, you know, I, I talked to a source in the front office, and then the next day he's talking to uh, Albert Breer. You know, his mindset is if Cam Newton's healthy, 
he wants Cam Newton to be his quarterback next year in the final year of that contract. If not, uh, this thing could go in one of many directions, and Will Greer is only one of the options. So, I got a lot. I mean, there's a lot of different ways we could take this, Kyle, but I'll start with Kyle Allen. He now started 12 games this year. It's a pretty decent sample size, I'd say. And is it fair to say it's not trending in the right direction and that you are convinced you've seen enough that he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL? Well, Ross, I mean, you, you've got a good eye for this stuff, too. And, you know, I actually played some audio probably about a month ago. Uh, Trent Dilfer, a guy that I know you know, a guy that uh, most football fans know, Trent knows a thing or two about quarterbacks. And having run the Elite 11 camps and everything else, he's known Kyle Allen since he was a young quarterback uh, early on in high school. And Trent Dilfer on a podcast about two months ago told the story that, um, you know, despite Kyle going undrafted, Trent himself made some calls on Kyle's behalf to try to get him in you know, on a roster somewhere saying, hey, this guy belongs in the NFL. He's got the talent to play in the NFL. And then he followed that up by saying, but I don't think he's a franchise guy. And the, the comp that he used is, Trent said, I think he was Matt Schaub. You know, a long career as yes. a backup. Can make a very nice career for himself in the NFL. And I think that's really accurate. And that's kind of, I got to be honest, it's kind of what I saw from the beginning. He's been a one-read guy a lot of the time. He does have arm talent. He can make most of the throws. Uh, but, you know, to this point, it's hard to say he's really anything beyond that right now, which is not a bad thing to have, but it doesn't solve their franchise quarterback problem if Cam Newton's not going to play in the final year of this contract. Ross, we argued about this at one point because I had long said Kyle Allen was was the girlfriend I had in high school or college. It was just, yeah, she was fine. She was a great girl, you know, checked a lot of boxes, but was never going to get a ring. You really liked Kyle Allen. Ross, to you, have you turned on him? I really thought the idea of benching him a month ago was stupid. That is what I really thought and what I really liked. I thought Kyle Allen had done enough in his first seven or eight starts this year to get at least four or five more. I probably would have given him the whole year, but I understand that they feel like there's enough of a sample size now, new coaching staff, and they want to see a couple games of Will Greer. I'm okay with that. What I didn't like is when he was – you know, five and two as a starter or five and three as a starter, people are like, oh, bench him, bench him because he had one bad game. That annoyed the shit out of me and I felt like was a direct result of his draft status, which always bothers me. That was kind of my big contention the whole way. I do think at this point, it's been enough of a sample size to say he probably is not have a chance to be the long-term answer and that he it probably is a quality backup and that's fine and then you take a look at a couple games of Will Greer I did not think you could make that determination after six seven games especially when they were winning more than they were losing at that point okay Kyle so what's the deal with Cam Newton uh, had the surgery uh, do you expect him to get healthy and get every opportunity to be the starter next season, or will he be traded? See, that that's such an interesting conversation, and it's one that we're you know obviously having pretty much every day right now. The, the real problem here is that, and I think Ross can speak to this as well, you know, Cam is going to be rehabbing this offseason. He's going into the final year of a deal. 
Uh, I'm sure Cam's people are advising him to try to get guaranteed money, you know, to not go back on a football field without an extension. But at the same time, if you're the Carolina Panthers, despite David Tepper might wanting that guy back next year, and certainly understandably he would want a healthy Cam Newton back, um, how do you prove that you're healthy and can play a 16-game regular season between now and March without playing live football? And it's not just about proving it to the Panthers. It's about proving it to the rest of the league and any suitors out there who may want to trade for him. And, you know, I, I think right now there was such there was a huge rush nationally to write the narrative Cam Newton's done in Carolina. Well, that's one possibility. But the other possibility is, as we've talked about, he, he has a, a healthy offseason. The rehab goes well. He gets back on the field and he plays out next year, the final year of his contract, because he is contractually obligated to do so unless he wants to hold out. So, you know, really at this point, you know, if what David Tepper is saying is accurate and there's no reason to believe that it's not based on my conversations with the front office last week, then, OK, uh, if you're Cam Newton, then the ball's in your court. What are you going to do? Are you going to play that final season and play in a contract year and prove that you can stay healthy because you got off to a tremendous start last year? Or are you going to take the approach that you're not going back on a football field with anybody without a contract, without guaranteed money, without an extension? Uh, because the one thing I will say about Cam, while he has had you know inconsistencies at times, or times, and you know he has dealt with injuries for the last two years, I'm sure in his mind he's thinking, well, I've never missed more than two games in a regular season before this year. He's been the Iron Man. The organization's not always done the best job putting an offensive line in front of him, putting weapons around him. Uh, that's not to say that Cam's not at fault at all in some of these situations, but this is a complicated deal. And I don't think it's as clean cut as David Tepper wants him back and Cam's going to come play a prove-it year. It's going to be interesting to see what Cam Newton's side of this wants. So my thought is, I, I think it's a little weird. I understand why players try to delay surgery if they can, hope that it heals on its own. But the timing of this is now such that they're not going to really be able to make a decision on Cam in March, whether that's you know, that he's their quarterback or that they can trade him somewhere else. I don't know who's trading anything of value for a guy whose health status you don't know. I don't even know if by the draft they'll be in a position, A, where they know what Cam's doing, and B, to draft a guy. I kind of think it's going to be Cam next year. And I almost feel like the timing of the surgery locked Cam in to being the Carolina quarterback next year unless – they just release him or trade him for very little and decide to just rip off the Band-Aid and move on. I guess I kind of feel like the timing of this, Kyle, is they're going to give it one more dance. And, I, and honestly, Ross, I think that's the right thing to do. You know, I, Now, there's a, a mindset here that if you were going to go that way and run it back, you know, then why not bring Ron Rivera back for another season? And we can you know, have that discussion as well. But to your point, I think that's the most likely you know, probability at this point. And honestly, it, it either provides you an opportunity to see that he is going to be your guy for the next four to five years again, uh, because if you get the guy who played through eight games last season before he got hurt, you'll take that all day long. And if not, then you've reached the end of a deal and it's a clean break and then you can move on and feel good about your decision to move on. I think it's really best for both parties to go that route. But again, you know, money tends to complicate things and, and we'll see what happens on that front. And that could be the reason that this thing doesn't go according to plan. Talking to Kyle Bailey, WFNZ in Charlotte. Where is Ron Rivera next season, and who's coaching the Panthers? 
Oh, it's a great question, man. Uh, I was talking to some people about this yesterday. I was doing a hit up in New York. Uh, I get the sense that Giants fans and the New York media don't think that will ultimately be the landing spot, even though the Dave Gettleman connection is kind of an obvious one. Uh, I can't help but think that Ron, you know, wouldn't be a tremendous fit in Cleveland where they are in desperate need of, uh, of a better culture. And if there's one thing we know about Ron Rivera, there's going to be a strong culture in the locker room no matter where he is. So, you know, I'm looking up to Cleveland and seeing, you know, all that uh, chaos and dysfunction. And I can't help but think that Ron Rivera wouldn't be a great fit for that. And especially with that defensive mindset and, and the great defensive resume that he's got, I think Cleveland fans would welcome him there. Uh, I don't see him fitting very well in Dallas. I don't know how you two feel about that, but uh, I, I think Cleveland is an ideal landing spot. But, you know, once the dominoes start to fall, certainly on Black Monday, we could be looking at this thing differently. Kyle, a couple questions before we before we let you go. They're not Panther-related, but are things we've been talking about today and will talk about on Home and Home. Number one, the Saints claimed Janoris Jenkins. Now, the Saints are one of the top teams in football. They got a chance to win the Super Bowl. My question is, would you want your team, would you want the Panthers to claim a guy that just did what Janoris Jenkins did on social media if you thought he might help you win the Super Bowl? You know, we talked a bit about this the other day, and it also kind of factors into this coaching search, too. It boils down to, you know, as a professional sports fan, how much do you value rooting for good people? And I'm, I'm not trying to cast aspersions on Janoris Jenkins without knowing him, but the way that he's conducted himself as of late is going to lead a lot of people to believe that he's not a very nice guy. And, you know, he said a, a pretty nasty word that I know I try to stay away from. I'm sure most of you do as well. But, you know, I'm not going to use that as a, as a referendum against him. You know, if I had a better option than Janoris Jenkins, I'd probably take it uh, personally. A as a fan, uh, it's tough. It really is tough because you're rooting for the organization. There are, you know, 52 other guys on that roster that, you know, ostensibly in any way deserve the support and, and the praise and you know, and, and the fandom that comes along with it. You know, again, if I were an executive, I'd look for a better option. If I were a fan, I could probably suck it up and deal with it because I'm probably not buying a Janoris Jenkins jersey anytime soon. All right, last question now has to do with something Dave and I are going to talk about at the bottom of the hour at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. We both get a bunch of Christmas cards. I'm sure you do as well, Kyle. Yay or nay on the lengthy updates about what's going on in every member of the family or at least the children's lives? In a Christmas card? Yes. No, that's what Facebook's for. Why do you need that? I don't understand. Like, you're talking like a lengthy handwritten Christmas card with an update on the entire family? Yes. People put like inserts in. People put like inserts in a lot of times, or like a letter where it's like uh, the these. I was about to say the name of one of the families. Not doing that. Uh, <laughs> the, ba the Bailey family update. Kyle's still doing well, still hosting his show and talking about Cam and the coaching search as usual. Um, Zoe is your wife's name. Zoe or Chloe? Camille. Camille. Same thing. Camille just got a new job as an interior designer. She's chasing her dream. Uh, the dog is good. He just farts too much. Blah, 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 blah. Like those kind of updates, what I'm talking about. No, no, because odds are I've seen it on social media already. You know, last night, 
you know, with my, my wife got the notification yesterday. You'll find this funny. She does the interview for this new job on Friday. They tell her they're going to call her or Thursday. They tell her they're going to call her on Friday to let her know whether or not she got the job. Well, they don't call. They send her an email and it gets caught in the junk email folder. So she's freaking out yesterday thinking she didn't get the job that she wanted so badly. Turns out the email's been in her junk folder the entire time. So I say all this to say, it just happened last night. So I posted that last night, hey, proud of my lovely wife. She's chasing her dream. She got a brand new gig. Ross, these are the kind of things that are made for social media. And the reason you don't need constant updates, or you don't need an update in a Christmas card. And I don't need to read like the entire epitaph of, of what's been going on for 12 months. I'll just check your Facebook feed. Love it. Man, Love I'm, it. Dave and I are going to issue our thoughts at the top. Go ahead, Dave. I haven't checked a Facebook feed in a long time. The, the politics turned me away from Facebook. But Kyle Bailey, great to have you. I, I, I'm, I'm coming around on the rugs on the wall. I'm, I'm, I'm a 60-40. She knows what she's doing. Congratulations to the wife and the new job, and we appreciate you giving us the time on a Tuesday. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.